A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Eurotrip. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Eurotrip. We are almost live from Paris. It is day number two of our coverage of the Junior Eurovision Song Contest of 2021. It's Saturday and even more excitingly than that, it's Junior Eurovision Eve. My name is James and joining me as ever is Rob Lilly. Or as I call myself yesterday, Robert, which I think is is correct if I were French. Although we did also learn yesterday that my French is is not what I thought it was, and I didn't think it was much. But we were in a virtual cafe at one point in yesterday's episode, weren't we? And I thought I'd ordered an apple tart. I think on listening back, I may have ordered a potato tart, which <laughs> probably equally delicious, but a little bit more carby. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure about that. But it does speak volumes, doesn't it? We found out yesterday that Rob was forced to drop French when he was in uh, high school and took up food tech instead. That does speak volumes with the lack of French knowledge he portrayed yesterday. Uh, But anyway, welcome if it's your first time. Welcome back if you're joining us again since you did uh, yesterday. We've got loads of coverage of Junior Eurovision to come for you today. Rob, tell us about some of the amazing guests we've got coming up today. Certainly, of course. James, you're going to be catching up with uh, Fabien Randan, that French journalist who joined us on yesterday's podcast. Well, he's back on live from La Seine Musicale, uh, and he'll be telling us what he's been up to there. We'll also be chatting to some of the artists, of course, of 2021, and we'll be chatting to a songwriter responsible for one of this year's songs. And 
after its debut, triumphant debut yesterday, the Junior Eurovision Jukebox returns. So with that jam-packed episode to come your way, let's get on with things here on the Eurotrip, almost live from Paris. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. Let's get straight on with this then. Very excited to be joined at the start of today's podcast by Italy's representative at Junior Eurovision 2021, Elisabetta, hello. Hello. Elisabetta, it's so good to talk to you. Tell us all about Paris. How has your week been? Oh, Paris is beautiful. Yes, it's so beautiful. Uh, It's amazing. And with the bus tour, we can... um, we can see um, Turinfeld, Louvre and Opera is beautiful city, Paris, yes. And special because it's Christmassy as well, because it's Christmas time. Yes, I love Christmas, yeah. What have your rehearsals been like? What's it been like performing your song in the arena? Yeah, it's so beautiful. The stage is so big and shining. Yeah, it's amazing. It's wonderful, yeah. Tell us a bit more about your song. What's the message behind your song this year? The song talks about the relationship between people and the mirror, about how each person perceives his or her own image. People are always looking for that stereotype of perfection that doesn't exist. There's something about rock music in Italy this year. Of course, Manishkin won Eurovision. I love Manishkin, yes. I love all their songs and I love their energy on the stage. And are you going to channel some of that on Sunday? You'll, you'll try and do the same as them. You'll try and win the contest on Sunday. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Elisabetta, what is on your Christmas list this year? I've been asking everybody that we've been speaking to. Ukulele. I think ukulele. Good luck. I wish you all the very best. Thank you so much. And I will let you go and, and do your rehearsal because I think you've got to go and rehearse the common song now. So thank you for speaking to us okay. on the Euro trip. Thank you so much, Stuart. So there you have it, James. So good to be able to fit in a chat with Elizabeth at the very start of today's podcast. She's very busy. She's just off to go and rehearse the Common Song, which we can all look forward to seeing on Sunday. Very pleased that she is still able to go and do that after talking to me, because otherwise she may have looked a little bit out of place and may have not known where she was supposed to stand or which bit she was singing, but all good. Anyway, I think you're joined by another familiar face as well. Yes, Rob, thanks very much. We are now joined by a man who joined us yesterday. I think he must just live at the press centre now in uh, Paris for Junior Eurasian. Fabian Randan, French journalist, he's back. Hello, Fabian, how are you? Hi, James, I'm fine, thank you. And it's, you? Yes, I'm very good, thanks, I'm very good. It sounds very loud, it sounds very busy where you are. Tell us what's going on. We're chatting, it's Friday afternoon, what's going on? Uh, it's a crazy Friday because uh, the press room is crowded today. Uh, a lot of uh, journalists are here for the last uh, um, range of second rehearsals. Um, so um, we can feel that the the, grit, the big day is coming and uh, we are all very, uh, very exciting. What has your day been like? Because you told us yesterday that your day today was going to be very long and very busy. What time did you arrive at the press centre this morning? I arrived at um, 10 o'clock and uh, I began with uh, an interview uh, of Enzo, our French contestant, uh, by phone, and uh, he's... uh, very ready to go and to slay uh, on Sunday. Um, 
and uh, he uh, he is rehearsing uh, right now. You can maybe hear it uh, in uh, on the background. Um, and uh, then I saw a lot of uh, rehearsals uh, of the day, and uh, it's not finished uh, yet. Uh, yeah, it's uh, four o'clock here in Paris, and uh, in an hour we will have uh, a press conference with uh, Alexandra Redamiel, uh, the head of delegation uh, of France uh, at Eurovision, and uh, with Martino Stordal as well. And uh, we will. Uh, also see the rehearsals of the um, interval act. Uh, for example, Barbara Pravi will be there. So we are very, uh, um, we, we can't wait to see that. That's one of the most exciting things, isn't it? Of course, we've got 19 amazing performers, but let's not forget Barbara Pravi, who almost, almost won the Eurovision Song Contest for France earlier in the year. She's going to be performing on stage on Sunday afternoon. That's going to be a really good show, isn't it? Uh, Barbara, uh, I, I don't know uh, how she will sing uh, on Sunday, but I had her on the phone uh, a few days ago, and uh, she told me that she wants uh, she wanted to keep it simple, uh, maybe just with a piano. Uh, it won't be a big pyro. It will be very, uh, very, very. Uh, very French, very, uh, um, very chic, uh, like like her. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Now, what about the performers that we're going to see on Sunday? You've said that you've seen uh, some of the rehearsals today. You saw some of the rehearsals earlier in the week. Who have been the standout performers, do you think? Um, a lot of the contestants this year are uh, very great. Every year, of course, all the kids are very talented, uh, but uh, it's hard to, to see one big favorite this year. I was quite convinced by Armenia. Uh, it's uh, maybe a more adult song, um, and the, the staging is, uh, is very uh, modern, very, very pop, and um, uh, I think that it can really do well. Um, I, I enjoy yeah, maybe a, a bit of uh, a chauvinistic, um, but I think that Enzo will uh, show the French tradition of cabaret, it's, uh, it's a little bit a, a, Gatsby, um, a Gatsby vibes, uh, 20s, Charleston, etc. And uh, a lot of pyro on stage. Um, maybe it's another one to watch. Uh, yeah, um, Ukraine with uh, Olena, she sings uh, very perfectly. Uh, she, she's a, a strong contestant. Um, Albania, I really like the, the staging. Uh, the, the subject of the, um, the song is very strong as well against bullying and the importance to stand out against bullies. Um, and uh, my, my favorite, maybe, uh, is uh, Nico for, from Georgia. Uh, Nico will uh, serve something very pop, uh, very fresh, a little bit of uh, 60s uh, vibes. And um, yes, uh, it's uh, a staging very pop, full of colors. And yes, something authentic. Uh, we see that he is a child and it's very fresh. And um, you have to, uh, to count with his smile at him too. 
I think you're so right. You know, you've named so many contestants there and it's so hard to choose which one is going to win because there's so many strong entries this year. Maybe on Saturday we will get a bit more of a feeling because that's when we're going to have the full rehearsal, the full rehearsal of the show. Isn't that right? Yes, uh, the first rehearsal, the dress rehearsal uh, will be uh, at uh, 10.30. Uh, it will start at 10.30 uh, Paris time, uh, so tomorrow morning. So, yeah, we will see the show in its entirety, the um, full length of the show, and uh, we will see who stands out and who don't. Wonderful stuff. Well, I'm sure tomorrow is going to be another busy day for you, Fabian, but let's hope we can find even five minutes to have another chat with you as we uh, as we look ahead to the big final on Sunday. How about that? Yeah, I think that we can achieve that and uh, it will be a pleasure for me as, as always. Wonderful stuff. Fabian, thank you as ever for stopping by and having a chat with us here on the Eurotrip. Thank you so much. Thank you, James. A bit of Elisabetta Lisa's junior Eurovision entry for Italy there here on the Eurotrip. So good to have a chat to her at the very start of today's podcast. As you probably heard there, she was very busy. She was just about to nip off there for another rehearsal ahead of tomorrow's grand final. But great to be able to catch her for, uh, for even for a minute or two just to find out how she's feeling ahead of the final. Yeah, it was a very brief chat, but lovely to speak to her here on the podcast. I'm sure she was very busy, as was Fabian there as well. You could just hear how busy it was in the press centre he was in. Although I'll let you into a little secret. He wasn't actually in the press centre. He was, in fact, as we were chatting on Zoom, he turned his laptop around so I could see. He was just sitting on a random staircase inside La Seine Musicale, which was very magical. The glamour of being a journalist at a major music entertainment event, eh? Oh, honestly, you just don't see anything like it. Uh, But you can hear it's very quiet at the moment. And at this point yesterday, we magically transported you to a lovely, quaint French cafe. So we thought we'd do the same today, but we'll take you elsewhere. Where is that elsewhere, Rob? (laughs) That was almost like a riddle, wasn't it? Yeah, we are bringing Paris to you and to us I suppose because you know we were supposed to be in Paris we can't be in Paris so why not bring Paris to to us and to you listening at home or wherever you're listening during the ironing as James's grandma is often as we found out on uh, an episode of the Eurotrip a few weeks ago today I'm going to take you it's still food related uh, we can go to a lovely a lovely Parisian street food market Oh, very exciting so do we do the the magic click of the fingers and it takes us there go on you can do it today three Two, one. Now, this is nice already. It's cosy, isn't it? It's it's festive. It's, I was going to say French, obviously it is. And what are you going to have? Because obviously yesterday at the cafe, we were limited to the menu and I had my uh, potato tart, which mm. was meant to be an apple tart. What are you going to have today? Because we've got all sorts of different food stalls at the, at the market. So what have you got your eye on? Oh, I'm not really sure. You've put me on the spot here. I'm trying to figure out some more French food or drink. I'm trying to figure out what mulled wine would be or eggnog would be in French, and I really don't know. 
I'm going to help myself to uh, a slither of uh, jambon over there. Oh wow, wow! And just to uh, just to clarify, you do know what that actually is, don't you? It's uh, it's a ham, isn't it? The jambon. I think you might be right, actually. So I think you might actually get what you ask for this time. <laughs> a bit of bit of festive ham. That's what I'll have a nibble on uh, while we're yeah we're we're sitting here. It's it's nice. People are, are mingling about. There's uh, there's a fire on. It's it's lovely and cosy here. I tell you that much. Oh, honestly, you're talking about the festivities. Shall we just take a quick moment to talk about our festive episodes of the Eurotrip that are coming up next week uh, before Christmas and the week into New Year as well? Uh, stay tuned to find out which big guests, huge guests, we're going to be uh, chatting to uh, during Christmas and New Year. You will not want to miss them. Those are our festive specials of the Eurotrip this December. I'm very pleased you mentioned them there. Yeah, we are bringing you, as James said, some huge guests over the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned to our socials and we'll be announcing those once Junior is over at the very start of next week. But for now, would you like another guest, James? Do you fancy another Junior Eurovision guest to get us warmed up for the final tomorrow? I would love one. We've got guests coming out of our ears all weekend, haven't we? So who is it this time? It's not... Another one of the acts, but we will be bringing one of those very shortly, in around five or ten minutes or so. But for now, Rob, who have we got now? We have got a lovely man who goes by the name of Ferry. Ferry Lagendijk, to be precise. And as you can probably guess from that surname, he is from the Netherlands. And he is actually the songwriter for the Dutch entry at the Junior Eurovision Song Contest this year, sung by Ayana. And it was so good to be able to catch up with him last week. He was in his studio, which was very, very impressive. And I started by asking him how he came to be involved with this year's Junior Eurovision Song Contest. I have to say that, that I need to thank uh, the vocal coach of the kids. Her name is uh, Charlotte. And I uh, wrote a lot of songs with her. And, and, and she's a singer as well. And uh, she's coaching all the, all the Dutch uh, part- participants of the, of the song festival. And uh, the AVO, which is the, the network of the TV, was searching for songwriters. And because of Charlotte, because I'm, I, I knew Charlotte already, she said, well, maybe you can ask him to, uh, to write a song. And they did. And uh, there's a lot of rules to write a song, actually, with, uh, with the language, 10% English, a lot of uh, percentage Dutch, a little bit of Japanese in this part. But so uh, that, but that's the, uh, the reason why they came to me at first. So you get the green light, which is obviously fantastic. And then... Presumably, what happens next? Do you then meet Ayana, or what? How does the process go from there? The first thing that I delivered was a demo, so the, the, so it was all just you know made very fast with one piano, just a vocal, and uh, it was funny because um, I wrote that song and I made a piano demo, and I asked. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of uh, it, it, in London there was a musical called. Lazarus. It's written by uh, David Bowie. And I did that musical uh, here in the Netherlands. And I asked uh, a cast member, a young girl, she was playing also, uh, uh, she was also, how do you say that, one of the main characters in the, in the play. And I asked her to, to sing the demo for me, just piano and, and her vocal. And uh, that's what I sent to the Avro. And what happens next is when you get uh, when you got when you get the green light, um, well, you can really 
build it, uh, you know, in your own studio. And uh, I have my own stuff going on here. And uh, I just, uh, it took a few months to uh, to get uh, the drummer, the bass player, the guitar player together and to record it and to produce it. And at the very end, uh, I went to a studio and there was Ayana. So I met her like maybe two or three months later after I wrote the song. Of course, she heard it already, but the last part is is uh, actually recording her vocal. And what was that? You know, what was it like meeting her for the first time, knowing that obviously you would be working together and, and knowing that she would be the one presenting your song as opposed to the public? Yeah, yeah, you know, she's really great, and she has her she has a good way uh, dealing with the media and you know and the press and stuff, and she's just a how do you say it? spontaneous young girl you know and she sings fantastic so i was really you know i was really proud when she did the vocals in the studio and i i uh, heard the result i was blown away and from that point onwards were you like actually you know i mean obviously you're you're always going to be um, a big supporter of your own work but were you like you know this could happen this could this could happen we could represent the netherlands yeah i was very excited but to be honest, I, I wasn't really, I, I just wrote wrote and produced a song, I recorded, and I put it behind me, actually. So, you know, I was going on with my own stuff, and I never expected, you know, uh, to that, that uh, we were going to win here in the Netherlands. So that was a surprise, because I remember I, I, I wasn't even at home to, to watch it. I had a gig, actually, and when the gig was over, my girlfriend called me like, your song won, man. Your song won. I was like, what? Okay. Well, that's crazy because a ballad, you know, normally is not a, not a, mostly not a winning song. It's mostly the up-tempo, you know, songs. And this was the only ballad. So I was like, well, I, I, I'm not making any chance here now. So it was crazy, actually. Wings, I fly away. I'm waiting for of a challenge you, you alluded to it earlier was writing a song with so many rules of course with your song you've got some some Japanese there's a bit of English predominantly Dutch how difficult is it to combine all of those languages when you're writing the song there was a point uh, in the very early when I got the briefing with all the all the rules in it I just I was with a friend uh, and and I was just I was just at, I was reading it in my in my phone, the email with with all the rules, and I just said to him for fun, like, "Do you have a Japanese friend, maybe?" And he said, "Yeah," and I said, "No way." He said, "Yeah." Her name is Momo. Is do you want her number? I said, "Sure, man, give me her number." And I never, I'd never meet Momo. And I was and I was just texting, and I said, "Listen, I've I have a." Strange question, but how do you say uh, "see you soon" in Japanese? And and she 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 wrote instead of typing, she wrote of she she was speaking into into her phone to me, 
And I said, well, there's a lot of ways to say it. Like it, it depends on who you say it like, or, or someone of your own age or your grandma. And I was like, okay, give me, give me some options here. And then she came with a Mata Suguane. And I was like, yeah, man, that's it. I, I had a, uh, I, I did, I'll be honest with you, I put the, the, your song title in Google Translate. So I don't know how accurate this is. Probably not very accurate at all. But the, the, the oh, English of course, because translation. Because they have it in Dutch. <laughs> the, the, the English translation, I think, is something, on the, something like When I See You Again. Is that about right? Yeah. Talk to us about the message, of course. I think there is a, a you know, it's based on, on the real life story of Ayana not being able to, to see her relatives and her family in Japan because of the pandemic. Yeah, it's kind of based on, a, on, a, on her story. And uh, it, it tells the story. She's, uh, she told me that she's going to Japan every summer to her grandparents and family. And because of the pandemic, it wasn't possible uh, this time and, and maybe also the year before that. I'm not sure. So, uh, so to, to also uh, come back to your question just before, with that uh information given it was actually pretty easy to you know write the song and it's not it's not that it's like science you know it's just uh, uh it's 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 a simple message you know i love you i miss you see you soon that's the overall message you know put put it more romantically uh in the song say that the song does finish in a good position which of course fingers crossed how are you going to celebrate <laughs> uh well i'm gonna i'm gonna celebrate it at home then for sure because the problem is i have a big show uh, the day before the song festival and also the day after so i'm not gonna i'm not going to stay in paris even if i would go i have to go home so i would go home uh get myself and my girlfriend uh, a, a glass of champagne and then uh, put the song on really loud this is the euro trip hello james hello Rob. hello fans around the world i'm alejandra from mexico my youngest son is supporting Spain, my daughter is supporting France, and I'm supporting North Macedonia. Can't wait for this Sunday. Well, 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 would you listen to that? The Eurotrip podcast knows no boundaries. Mexico, Alejandro was calling us from there. How extraordinary is that? You wouldn't think, would you, that there's Eurovision fans or even junior Eurovision fans all the way over in Mexico, but there is, and they're listening to the podcast. Yeah, Alejandra, thank you so much for listening. I know you are a regular listener to the Eurotrip podcast. And yeah, a massive thank you from me and James for, for tuning in every week and for bringing the Eurotrip podcast to Mexico. Share it around. Please do let us know. Is anybody else in Mexico listening as per your recommendation? That'd be amazing. A Mexican fan club. That's our that's our next step, I think. Yeah, I don't think we've even got a, a British fan club at this point. So you going very optimistic with the fact that we may end up with a Mexican fan club. I really enjoy that enthusiasm. This is it. I'm going to start expanding the Eurotrip podcast from here. We're going to have fan clubs in every nation by, I was going to say by the end of the year, but given that's in, <laughs> what, two weeks time? Probably not going to happen, is it? 
I don't think so. I don't think so. But interestingly, from uh, Alejandra, uh, said their son was a big fan of Spain's entry at Junior Eurovision this year. And how very timely, because now it's time for us to catch up with Levi Diaz himself. The 13-year-old boy representing Spain tomorrow afternoon at the final of Junior Eurovision. Spain, of course, often one of the favourites to win the contest. Uh, You just have to cast your minds back to 12 months ago uh, when Salea uh, with Palante finished in third place for Spain. So I'm sure there'll be high hopes on Levi. But I caught up with him uh, earlier on in the week and I started off by asking him how his week in the French capital has been going so far. Well, um, I'm like, um, it's very good this week. Um, I'm like waiting for Sunday and, and, and tomorrow. Uh, but Sunday is most important. <laughs> and I'm like, um, I have a lot of friends of a lot of countries here. And it's an amazing week. And how have the rehearsals been? Because obviously that's what your week has been like so far. You've been inside the arena. You've been rehearsing on stage. How has that been going for you? Very good. The first rehearsal, I made a voice crack, but it doesn't matter because it's normal in singers <laughs> and you have to continue because you, you cannot like stay here. But yes, um, I made a voice crack. Don't worry. And, but the second rehearsal was perfect. And, and I like it so much. I'm like waiting for to performance in tomorrow and it will be perfect. I know. You sound really, really positive. You still sound really upbeat. Have you been nervous at all when you've been inside the arena? Oh, yes. The first time that I entered to the arena, it was like shocked. Like, oh, my God. But I asked to the other countries and, and, and they say me that, yes, it was very shocked about the arena. And I made a voice crack, too. And it was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but yes, yes, yes. It's like very big. And the stage is, oh, my God, enormous. <laughs> But this isn't the first time you've performed, is it? Because you've got experience uh, singing on stage. You've done The Voice Kids in Spain as well, haven't you? Yes, um, I think that it's that the Voice Kids. The Voice Kids helped me to this experience because uh, it brings me a lot of security in the stage. And and but it's it's a little bit different of of, of this because uh, I performance more times in, in in The Voice, and it was like my home. It's, I feel more comfortable but um i i go to arena only two times and to the boys kids i went like 10 times performing the 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 stage is more like uh smaller than 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 this but but yes uh, the second rehearsal was very good and it's like more familiar for me (laughs) now tell us about your song what is it all about for people who may not have heard it can you tell us what the song is all about Okay, my, my song is about um, uh, positive things and the revolution uh, because uh, we passed a very bad year like with COVID and, and we, 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 we like to, to make a revolution with these sad feelings and like um, turning in, into positive feelings. And I think that, and the message of the song, it's like music and art can change the world. So I think that it's very important to, to like to transmit to the people. And this is the, mes- the message of my song. And it's very positive as you can see. <laughs> De la revolución. What 
what are your hopes for Sunday then? Because obviously that's where it's all going to happen. You've said that's the big important day that you're looking forward to. Spain came third last year at Junior Eurovision. Are you hoping for the same? Are you hoping to win? What's on your mind? I hope to to like to do it well and to like uh, transmit this message to the audience. Uh, another thing that I don't want to win. Well, if I win, so it's so good. <laughs> But uh, I think it's the, it's not important to win. It's like enjoy the experience because it's unique in life, and um, uh, to just transmit the message and, and people will be happy with my song. Now, not only do we have Junior Eurovision at the weekend, but also next weekend. Let's not forget it's Christmas as well. Another very yes. exciting time. What's at the top of your Christmas list this year? What are you really hoping for? Uh, to win. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Claus, ring me the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's keep our fingers crossed for that. Levi, I wish you the very best of luck. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for this interview. Thank you. This is the Euro Trip. When you aren't listening, you can find us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast, warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest. Brilliant to have another of the class of 2021 on the podcast today on Almost Live from Paris. Levi, very much live from Paris, or as we always say, as live as a podcast ever can be, speaking to James from, where was he? Was he in the venue, as they so often are? Was he in his hotel room, which is where Samuel Oliveira, the Portuguese act, was when I spoke to him earlier on? You'll hear that tomorrow. I'm not sure where he was, actually. He, he had a mask on. It sounded very busy. So I imagine he was somewhere in the arena, but it was very open. So goodness knows where he was. But I imagine he was in the middle of a very busy day, as they all have been this week. Yes, that's why we are so grateful to any of them who have found time to to hop on and, and chat to us. And yeah, we've already spoken, haven't we, to Malta yesterday, to Elisabetta from Italy earlier on, from Levi, the just then. And we have got chats from Portugal. And the host country, France, also joining us on tomorrow's show as we build up to the grand final because we will be with you again. Another episode tomorrow morning to get you in the mood for the final in the afternoon. Yes, our big grand final preview of Junior Eurovision 2021 will be with you as you wake up on that lovely Sunday morning. Don't forget the show starts at 4pm Central European time, 3pm here in the UK. So get yourself ready for that by listening to our grand final preview. Uh, But we've got one more thing to bring you on today's episode. And that, of course, you'll remember it from yesterday, is the Junior Eurovision Jukebox. That's right. We have got our virtual jukebox in front of us. And this is where we press the button and we see which randomly generated former junior Eurovision song comes out. Now, we're looking for two numbers. Those numbers are the position in which the song was performed, followed by the year that they took part in the contest. Does that make sense? I think it does. So yesterday, we had 1718, which gave us Armenia from the 2018 contest, which was uh, Levon, with the song named after himself, uh, Levon, which was a bop, as I think we found out yesterday. Yes, it was. That little fella in his lovely green suit and his little trumpet that he had on stage. Oh, what a great song that was. But we're going to have another one to delve into today. Rob, you have a special usage of the button today. Do you want to give it a press? I certainly do. We did as well learn yesterday that this button is pretty exciting and makes a very, very exciting noise when you push it. So uh, I hope you're all ready, everybody. Oh, right. Do you want to count me in? And I'll push it. Absolutely. Press the button in three, 
two, one. I'm pushing it. Oh, it sounds better every single time you press it, doesn't it? I can't wait for tomorrow's button press. Uh, Rob, if it all went well, you've got two numbers in front of you. What are they? I think that noise that you can hear there is the listeners who are already getting upset that we've only got two more pushes of the button. Or maybe even one more, I don't know. Will we push the button on Monday? We'll find out. Yeah, so in front of me, I have got the numbers. We're in single digits today. Uh, I've got the numbers 0109. What does that tell us? Oh, well, we've got an opener then, don't we, with 01. And 09 takes us to 2009, of course, the opening song uh, that year when the song contest was in Kiev, in Ukraine, uh, was, in fact, Mimi Sandin with the song Do. song i don't think would have sounded out of place at an adult eurovision song contest it's a really good entry that and mimi just one of three of the sandin sisters who have all done junior eurovision mimi did it there in 2009 molly of course of husevik fame did it in 2006 and then their other sister frida did it in 2007 so the sandin sisters taking over junior eurovision the sandin sisters yeah that sounds very exciting yeah all three of them have done the junior Eurovision Song Contest. And such a shame we haven't seen Sweden back at the contest in so, so many years. Because you know what the talent pool is like in Sweden. Surely, surely if they returned, they would bring a very high quality performance. Definitely. I'm I'm here. I'm, I'm signing petitions left, right and centre. I, <laughs> I, I was trying to get another petition going on the Euro trip the other week. Another petition now to get Sweden back in the Junior Eurovision Song Contest. And very exciting this year, of course, we know that Iceland have sent a delegation to this year's Junior Eurovision Song Contest in Paris. So maybe Iceland could make their Junior Eurovision debut in 2022. I suppose we'll wait to find out. Yes, indeed we will. And one other thing for us to wait for. But thankfully, we don't have to wait a year for this. We've just got to wait one more day. And that one more day to wait is for the third instalment of Almost Live from Paris from us here at the Eurotrip. We'll be back with you tomorrow morning, looking ahead to the final of Junior Eurovision 2021. It's come around very quickly, but it's safe to say we are both very excited for the contest tomorrow afternoon. We certainly are. So make sure that you plan your listening tomorrow because as James said, the podcast will be there as soon as you wake up, unless your name's Alejandra, in which case you're listening in Mexico and which case the time difference means you're probably able to watch it before you go to bed on Saturday. But anyway, that's very confusing. But yes, the podcast will be with you when you wake up. So make sure you find time to listen before tomorrow's grand final, which... James has already given you the timings for four o'clock local time anyway, four o'clock in Paris, so you can work out yourselves what time that is in your own countries. Yeah, so until we're back with you tomorrow morning, bright and early, don't forget you can keep up to date with us on social media. We are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, or if you want to get in touch with any longer messages, uh, we are hello at EurotripPodcast.com. But in the meantime, don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review and rate us five stars. From me, James, it's goodbye. And for me, Rob, it's au revoir.
would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.